Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with Dr. Frank Buck, productivity speaker, author, and time management coach about his background and experiences so we can get a deeper look and hopefully learn a lot uh, from him. He's got a lot of experience. Really looking forward to diving into this. So welcome, Frank. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, definitely. Glad you could make it. And uh, just like I do with my other guests, you know, first one is tossing it back to you. You know, would you mind telling us about yourself and kind of get us on the same page so everyone knows a, l- a little bit about you? Sure. Be glad to. And the way I always like to start is is by um, throwing out a question that I always get. People say, Frank, were you always an organized person? Uh-huh. So, Yes, starting as a high school senior and through the journey through college and then my first job as a middle school band director for 12 years and then through four years as a middle school assistant principal and nine years as an elementary school principal and three years as a central office administrator. The common thing that runs through all of that and if I had any success at all in any of those various jobs it was the ability to organize, to kind of put the ducks in a row and take the first thing and just work my way through um, and just keep the balls in the air. So then there finally came a point after almost 30 years of public education, most of it as a school administrator. And so many people say, gosh, Frank, you, you, we learned so much just from being around you. You ought to teach this more to other people. I said, I'll retire and go around the world and teach other people about an easier way to work and play because my, my tagline is really organization made easy. We make life so much harder than it has to be. Uh, I can attest to that fact. So I think that that's a big, right? A big part of life is overcoming yourself most of the time. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just curious. uh, So given that background, have you had any, what you would consider like formal training or education and organization and productivity, or is it all kind of, I guess that not everyone can see my air quotes here, but on the job training. (laughs) (laughs) The vast majority was on the job training. And I, I think the turning point for me was when I started work on my doctorate, and of course, you got to write the dissertation. So the topic I chose was a study of the time management practices of Alabama principals. I'm from the state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. So putting together that dissertation really meant that I had to read everything that was out there on time management. Uh, so whereas I, in a way, I didn't have formal training. In another way, I sort of had a lot of training I had to put together myself so much of it was then taking what I had learned and putting that together in a form that I could teach other people. Because one of the big ahas for me, again, being in the education arena, there's so much out there written on organization, time management, productivity for the business world. But what I found was there was so little written for school people. Now we could take some of the stuff from the business world and adapt it. So kind of my little corner of the world was let's go the other way. Let's write and put together a workshop aimed at school people that could then be generalized to the rest of the world. So I've actually got three books out there now that are, that are written for school people, but I tell people, look, I don't care what you do. You can be a lawyer. You can be a doctor. The stories in there are related to teachers and principals and that sort of thing, but the, 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 the tactics in there and the concepts in there 
are universal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Found that to be true. And definitely, you know, people dealing with, I guess, uh, schools and, and teachers have kind of their own unique thing, but a lot of times you're dealing with information. And yes. uh, something mm -hmm. I think I came across, or not I think, something I came across uh, of yours, where you, you said people are overwhelmed by the paper and digital information in their lives. Um, and, and that certainly hits home, uh, especially digital, uh, you know, more and more, but also paper. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's the junk mail, it's the newspaper, it's the magazine I subscribe to that I keep forgetting to read. And yeah, yeah I think that's a big problem. I, yeah, I agree you with you. You know, we, we used to read about the paperless office that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And got, if anything, it's gone the other way because it's so, it's so easy to print out digital stuff and turn it into paper. We got more paper now than we ever had before. At least a lot of people do. Now, I'm pretty paperless. But most of the people I, I talk to, it's you know, whenever anything gets just a little bit difficult, Whenever that email is a, just a little bit long or that email is a little bit involved, it's, let me print that out. Then it's one more thing for the stack of papers on the corner of the desk. Well, yeah, well, let's talk about this. So I, I'm curious, you know, I don't expect you to, well, I don't think we'd have nearly enough time, of course, to go into the details about this, but you know, what do you, what do you think people can do about this? Because if they are overwhelmed, um, you know, especially now uh, for anyone listening in the future, we're talking in September of 2020. And uh, so we have some unique circumstances we're dealing with people mm -hmm. are working remote. So I, I, not that there isn't paper going around, but you know, what, what can you do for people who feel overwhelmed? I, I hear that a lot and, you know, I've certainly right. been there and have my own methods, but what do you recommend for someone who's just saying, man, I just can't keep track of things. I just feel a wash and all this stuff. Sure. What I tell people, the very first thing, if you want a starting point, and this is just so utterly simple, but people don't do it, it's write it down. The more overwhelmed people get, the more they start to just try to remember it all. And when they really have a lot going, the first thing they want to do is junk whatever system they have, fly by the seat of their pants, whoever comes in the door shouting the loudest, that's what they do. It's driven by everything external. And soon people start to remind me of you know, the cashier at Walmart who's just standing there going, next, next. What's the next big problem coming along the way? And they let everything else drive their day. Uh, the big aha for me, and this actually happened when I was a high school senior, I'd always been a good student, but now with senior year, there was so much else now in my world in terms of scholarship auditions for you know college and where am I going to go and scholarship applications and all the stuff that goes with high school senior year mm -hmm. so what had worked okay for me before I was starting to kind of feel a little bit of pressure so and an index card every day now on the front of the index card was whatever I had written down at some point in the past and they did do had a little three by five file box with an index card for every day and so uh, pull the index card for today. On the front of it was any appointment, any to-do that had been planned for that day. During the course of the day, anything that came along during the day, I wrote on the back of that card. Homework assignment for first period, back of the card. 
homework assignment for a second period. Back of the card. Pretty girl gives you her phone number. Write it on the back of the card. And um, permanent marker. So, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, English teacher says you can have a term paper. Uh, it's going to be due November 15th. Back of the card. Term paper due November 15th. Then I had one job. When I got home that evening, it was clear the card. It was do whatever was on the front of the card that hadn't been done. Flip over to the back, do the homework assignments, and handle anything else. Pretty girl's phone number. Okay, that needs to go in my address book. And hey, do I want to call her and ask her out? If so, we need to put that on the front of the card for whatever day I want to call her. Yeah. And that term paper, okay, it's due a certain date, but if it's due then, when do I want to have it typed? If, it's, if it needs to be typed that day, then when do I need have the final handwritten draft done. I'm just working my, my way back, figuring out the steps, figuring out what dates those things need to happen, putting them, them on their respective cards. You know, over 40 years later, I'm doing pretty much the same thing, only it's with a lot different tools. Something hits my radar, I'm picking up my phone and talking to remember the milk and now it's in the remember the milk inbox where at the end of the day I look what's in there and go let me put whatever date is on there let me clean up the wording let me take something that's really a project and break it down to the steps so it's really sort of front of the card back of the card 40 plus years later Gotcha. I love it. And I like the uh, the simplicity of it, uh, at least, you know, getting started and now you're able to use these more sophisticated systems. Uh, something that, that also sticks out to me is this, um, you know, you said you would go home or when the day's over, you know, your goal was to you get through the things that are on that card and that's it. If you mm -hmm. do that, you're winning the game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I like that because that teaches something, um, you know, I think at some point, everyone has to have some accountability and I, and I like that because it's simple, but you're also learning to not break promises to yourself, which, you know, I think we, we get in trouble with when we say, well, I'll remember this or I'll do this mm -hmm. or I'll do that. A lot of people think I'm not productive. And then it's like, no, you're not. It's not that you're not productive. You're just not setting the stage or creating the environment to help yourself win. And then you're letting things slip through the crack. Everyone's capable of doing this, right? Mm -hmm. None of this is magic or anything like <laughs> exactly. that. And, and probably working twice as hard to do it, you yeah. know, when it, when, when you're having to sit around, but see, I cannot fathom someone saying, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write my to-do list for the morning. I haven't written a to-do list out of my head in decades. It's all, it's all there waiting for me from things that in the past I said, I want it to come back to me on this particular day. So it's things that I decided I want to come back to me today, plus whatever maybe didn't get done yesterday that, that rolls over. So the list is already done. Um, and you know, there's no forgetting. I tell people, yeah. you know, you do this and you earn the right to forget about it. Yeah, which is which is great, and I think a side benefit too. I'm gonna guess I I don't know uh, Frank, you know personally. I don't have a personal relationship with him, but I guess if I went out and I found some people that know him, one of the words that probably would describe Frank would be dependable. And mm -hmm. you know, when you have a system like this, you no longer are that person who's forgetting the meeting or who mm -hmm. doesn't show up to the podcast or you know forgets their homework assignment. And, yeah, and I think exactly. that that's a great benefit. Yeah. One of the things that now I look back on, uh, my first year as a principal was 1997. And at that point, uh, I was using a day timer. Mm -hmm. So my day timer went with me 
everywhere. So I'm the new principal. Most of the teachers were actually older than I was. So here I'm, I'm always carrying this little book around with me and I'm always writing things in the book. And the teachers were just fascinated with what's this book all about? But what they started noticing was whatever got written in the book, it got taken care of and got taken care of pretty quickly. So one of the, one of the best professional development sessions that we had that they continued to talk about years afterwards was one morning on one of those, you know, the, those teacher days where all the kids are at home and the teachers are having training, which is usually boring as it can be. Yeah. We just, we just took a couple of hours and I showed them exactly what I was doing with the book and got little monthly samplers from Daytimer. They sent them to me free so that everybody could try out Daytimer for a month. Mm. Most of the teachers wound up then, you know, buying the daytimer after that and they were like this is this is so easy now we understand you know whatever comes your way you write it in the book at the appropriate the appropriate place and then you just do what you wrote down that's easy i'm going yeah yeah it, it is and anybody can have it and pretty much have it today uh, yeah, definitely. And do you ever, uh, well, or have you come across people who say who kind of the resistance is that they don't want to be governed by kind of rules and a process that they feel like this can't be something that can help them because they're creative? Oh, yeah, that I, I don't want to be chained to the book. I want to, to be free to do. They've got it backwards. See, I know what's you know, I know what I've got in front of me. You know, it's right there. I have the freedom to look at that and go, you know what? None of it is going to blow up today. I can go do what I want to, and all of this will still be here tomorrow. Uh, I know what is undone, and so many people, they have no idea. It's just, it's all over the place. Yeah. And it, it occurs to them at 2 o'clock in the morning with, oh, no, I forgot to, or a phone call with, where are you? The rest of us are here at the meeting. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought, you know, after uh, kind of, for me, a daily routine is, is my big thing in the morning. And after getting that going, I just realized and looking around and comparing notes with people, I was like, it's more work to not have a system. And, you know, it, the system sets you free. So, yeah, it's it's been fun to talk to people about this and, you know, whether or not people uh, try it or not. I just, you know, that's my, that's what I tell them, you know, do you want to work more or less, you know, low exactly. less? Well, then you should do this. Like, well, I don't want to. Like, okay, that's fine. You're going to yeah. work more then. You're probably going to forget things. You're going to get stressed out. And that's okay. Just so long mm -hmm. as you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. The system sets you free. It, yeah. It's, it's right on the money and it kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, the right to forget about it. Okay. You have a system. Um, and, and, you know, and there are a lot of things that work. You know, there are a lot of different systems out there, but to have one and to use it a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And, and really when, when the fire is the hottest to really use the system that you can't just junk it and go, uh, I don't have time to look at the list. No, you don't have time not to look at the list. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I've got one more analogy and then I'll try to move on because I think you and me could sit here and talk about this forever. Oh, but... this is fun stuff. Yeah, I, was, I, th I heard maybe an analogy. I feel bad. I can't give credit. So this may not be mine, but um, I can't recall. So it's kind of like a sine wave. You know, everybody's got great days. Everyone's got bad days. 
But what this does, you know, having these systems in place is, and again, I apologize to the listeners, you can't see me doing my hand motions here, but imagine the sine wave and you've got your ups and downs, your high points, your low points. And what these systems do is it can cut off those low points. So instead of come crashing down where you're having a bad day, you don't get anything done, you feel like garbage, you're unmotivated and it just kind of snowballs and you do even worse, it cuts that off because you've got a system to say, hey, all I have to do is follow these steps get this stuff done. And I know that I've, you know, covered the important stuff and, you know, Hey, it may not be the great day, but at least I'm not going to fall down this well. And then it just allows you to go even higher as well, because you're not having those terrible days. You don't have this long recovery period where you're, you know, unmotivated, you're upset at yourself and anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Frank, I, uh, I'll change gears here a little bit and kind of come back to you and, and you, how you do things personally. I'm really curious, you know, what's your normal routine like? Do you have kind of a daily routine you do in the morning or what kind of a system do you do there? Well, my day really starts the night before. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is pull the tickler file for tomorrow. And that's where all the paper is going to be that at some point in the past, I want to come back to me on that day. So I pull the tickler file for the next day, put things in the order that I want to get them done. Just put a little inbox there on my desk and then look at my task because I usually remember the milk. Mm -hmm. So I just look at what did not get done today. What's on the list for tomorrow. Do a little rearranging as necessary with dates so that I look at that list and go, yeah, I like that list. And I, and I know exactly what I'm going to start on the next morning. So when I get out of bed and I, I start my day and I sit down to work, there are no surprises that I knew last night how things were going to start. I get up pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm up at four o'clock. Part of it is because I like to get up early. Part of it is I have two Shetland sheepdogs who like to get up early. So you're getting up early regardless. So I'm getting up early regardless. So it's amazing, you know, the things that you can crank through before the phone ever starts to ring or the emails start to come in. And then, you know, mid-morning, I've gotten more work done than most people get all day long. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Now, I've, I'm a morning person as well, and I realize that, you know, not everyone is, and that's okay. But, yeah, I feel the same way. It doesn't matter when you get up, but, you know, I like that idea of having a having things set the evening before. For myself, I haven't made it there yet. I've tried a few times, just didn't work for me. Uh, but at the same time, using those systems and just having it going so that, yeah, a couple hours into the day, I've had those days, you know, and it happens more and more often now where I'm like, I think I probably did more in the last three hours than a few mm-hmm. years ago I did all day. So that's yeah, sure, a great yeah. feeling. Yeah. So what do you think uh, people could, let's just take someone you come across. What are most people maybe not doing that you think that uh, they could get the most benefit out of as far as something they could do on a daily basis? The, the biggest thing I see is that people just really don't have a system that things are just laying around and whatever they might happen to put their hand on is you know, what they do. That they've got a calendar and that they put too much stuff on the calendar. They're putting their appointments on the calendar. Plus they're also just kind of putting other random stuff there because they don't have another place to put it. Um, they're trying to remember far too much because again, they don't have a place to put it. 
There are a lot of little random things on legal pads and backs of envelopes and sticky notes that are just, you know, sticky notes around the computer monitor. All kinds of things on the refrigerator. Yeah. So, and the problem with all that is it starts to blend into the background. So, you know, that reminder of the dental appointment that's on a card that's on the refrigerator door. Well, after you see it every day for two months, the day you're actually going to go to the dentist, you have become oblivious to that card at this point. What we need to have happen is everything go away. Give me some clear space. Give me a clear desk. Give me a clear front of the refrigerator. Make things go away and then come back exactly when I need them. And, and that makes life so much easier. So if it's paper, I'm asking, when do I want to see this again? Putting it in the tickler file for that day. Mm -hmm. If it's anything else that needs to be done, I ask myself, when do I want to see this task again? Give it a due date for when I want to see it. So it, it's really just like the tickler file, only in a digital form. So it's the same system. It's just, here's what happens if it's paper. Here's what happens if it's digital. And emails, I'm a big proponent of, if uh, you have so many emails, you read the email and there's a to-do in there for you. Most people don't have a place to put that kind of stuff. So it just, it sits there in email where today it's on the top of the first screen and by tomorrow morning, it's three screens down. Mm -hmm. they're having to remember that somewhere down there in that email was something they needed to do something about. I'm reading the sucker one time going, hmm, I've just read five paragraphs. And what I need to do about this is call Bob. I hit forward to the little remember the milk uh, email address, change the subject line to call Bob. It's now on my task list. I can delete the email on the date I want to see it. There's, call Bob. Well, what, what in the world is this? Why do they need to call Bob about? And then in the notes section of that task, there is the entire body of the email. And I'm ready to go. And it is so easy. And, and see, I, I was doing this kind of stuff in 2001. <laughs> you know, back on the, when the palms came out, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember. Uh, you know, because here I was, you know, I was using my day timer and things were working well until we got email. See, when you get three emails a day, you can print them out and put them in your tickler file. Yep. But when you get 103 emails a day, you've got to have a digital solution to that digital beast. And it was like, well, yeah, my daytimer is just not going to handle the emails. I need a digital. So that's when I came across uh, you know, Outlook and learned that, hey, you can, you can click on an email and just drag it over here to the little task button. Now it's a task, change the task line from the subject of the email to what the task actually is. Set yourself a date in the little note section. There's the entire body of your email, save it. And, you know, and I do workshops and show people how to do that one little thing. Oh, that's you, huge. You know, and you hear two people go, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. And it, it, a total game changer for people. And then say, yeah, and you can do the same thing with something, uh, you know, an email that's telling you about uh, a meeting you need to go to. Drag it over to the little calendar button. And now you can get rid of the email. Just total 
total eye opener, total game changer for so many people yeah. that long ago. And it's those same kinds of concepts that are still working. I'm no longer doing it with Outlook, no longer doing it on a palm. Yeah. But the the concepts that work then are still working now. Definitely. And like you shared, you know, it's just it's having a plan or a process for dealing with all of this information so you can quickly deal with it and not feel overwhelmed. Um, I 100 yeah. percent agree for anyone listening. You know, uh, you can go and, and, and see what Frank is doing, um, you know, but just having a system for email, that is truly one of those game changers. And it's not that difficult. People are like, oh, do I have to, you know, know some programming or do I have to do this or that? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. just having a system because it is so nice to not spend time in the inbox. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is oh, huge. And, yeah. You know, and some of the biggest success stories are when I sit down with someone who's got uh, yeah, the record so far is 63,000 emails in the inbox. This was a, uh, a magazine executive. Uh, second was 52,000, a wow. bookkeeper in a school system. Uh, so like with the bookkeeper, uh, I said, now, why have you got all these in your, in your inbox? And she says, well, you know, I never know when I might need some of these. I, I just don't want to delete them. I said, well, how many of them do you really need to do anything about she said well these these two that came in in the morning i need to do so and so about this one and do so and so about this one i said all right let me show you archive she was using gmail so i showed her how to archive so we archived all but (laughs) those two she said where'd they go where'd they go i said don't worry you haven't lost them you just click over here on all mail and there they are you can search for them there just like you could have searched for them in your inbox but now your inbox has not 52,000 but two one two and it's it is such a feeling of relief um not to look at unending emails and go, gosh, well, the ones that came in, you know, the ones I need to do something about are the ones sort of at the top. And at a certain point, uh, I think I've kind of sort of seen those before and I've kind of sort of handled them, I think. And I don't think I need to pay attention to anything any lower down. And now when the inbox is empty, there are no decisions to be made. It's, it's, it's empty. And for me, if there's an email in the inbox, it says one thing, Frank, this is a decision that you have yet to make. And that's okay. Sometimes I may go to bed and there are four emails sitting in there because I just, look, I'm tired. I don't want to fool with them. I'll look yeah. at those four in the morning, but it's not, I've got those four plus 40 more thousand. Below that yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great too. Another one I like it for is, you know, it keeps me cause I need to go into email. I'm, I like email. I subscribe to a lot of newsletters. I like, oh, yeah. I enjoy writing. I enjoy getting emails, but I also know how my brain works. And when I go in there for one thing, I end up opening something else and then something mm-hmm. else catches my eye and it may not be an hour. It may just be five minutes, but it's consistent. And so, yeah, yeah coming up, having the system in place, it, it sets that environment again. So you're not even tempted. The emails aren't there. It's not going to distract you. So yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of a double whammy there. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Well, uh, let's see. There was a couple more things I wanted to talk to you about, Frank. I think, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, a wide range of experience. So maybe are there other things that, you know, people can do to help themselves, I guess, become or even feel more productive? Like what are things besides maybe just the organization, anything you would recommend like exercise or effective meetings, things like that? Gosh, um, 
I'm not the best to talk to about exercise. I, you know, I, to me, it's the, you know, the treadmill. Uh, I watch TV while I walk on the treadmill. So I, you know, sounds good to me. That's record better than the favorite not doing shows. <laughs> so, you know, so it, 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 it makes it more interesting to do. It <laughs> motivates me to do that because I'm looking forward to watching whatever television program and I can't watch it unless I'm on the treadmill. Well, that's a great, so, I mean, that's a great so that, like habit maker, yeah. right? You kind of make it something, Hey, I'm looking forward to it <laughs> instead of just like, Oh God, I got to get on the treadmill. So, yeah. So that, you know, that gets the, um, a, a little bit of exercise done. Um, the uh, one of the other big things that I tell people is just you know have a paper journal. Um, as, as digital as I am, and having the task list since two thousand one being digital, the one thing that I never really could make work was you know you're you're on a phone call, you're in a one on one meeting, you need to take notes. Never really could make that work digitally. One, it's not very socially acceptable to sit there talking to someone and, you know, you're busy on the laptop or you're yeah. typing on t with two thumbs on a piece of glass on your phone, but it is very socially acceptable to have pencil and paper. It looks like, well, this is important to him. He's taking notes on, on what we're saying. It's just to have a paper journal where whatever's coming in, you know, you're taking notes during the phone call. You're talking and writing at the same time. As soon as the phone call's over, the documentation's over. You can close the book. And principals love this. You know, principals get all kind of phone calls during the day. Most of them are junk. Most of them you're never going to need again, but you never know which one's the one. So I want a system that doesn't require a lot of record keeping, that it, 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 it's sort of self-sustaining. So at the end of the day, well, you know, what did you write down in the journal? What do you need to do about any of this? What now needs to go on the task list? And then there's all your documentation of everything that came in during the day. If you ever need it, it's only one place. And yep. where, are the, where are the notes from that meeting from June the 3rd? Well, they're right there on June the 3rd, right there in chronological order you can't miss. I like it. I like it. I think that, uh, you know, just about anyone listening, if they don't have a good system for, for meeting notes uh, like that, that that is a great way to do it. Um, you know, there's a couple, you know, schools of thought on how to arrange this, but I like having it by date. And, you know, that way you can quickly reference it and, and have it. And that's vastly better than not having any notes, which, yes. <laughs> which gives its own thing. But without getting into that uh, too far, uh, we've got time for one more question, Frank. And sure. uh, yeah. I asked this one of everybody who comes on. So, uh, what book besides your own uh, do you recommend? Do you find yourself recommending the most people? And I'm, I'm pretty lenient. I'll, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be just one, and it doesn't have to be a book. But uh, I'm, you know, article, book, sure. uh, something like that. Gosh, we, without a doubt, it, it's a book called Time Power. Yeah, there there are a couple of books by that same title. This one is by Dr. Charles Hobb. It's Back in the day when the daytimer or the Franklin planner was the tool that you had if you were organized, it was kind of a textbook on how to use the daytimer. So I learned so much from that book during the time that I used the daytimer. And not just the nuts and bolts, but how well written it was and how cohesive the system was. And for me, that has been the motivation that as I write my own books and as I write my own blog posts and newspaper articles, 
can I explain things as clearly and coherently and cohesively as Dr. Hobbs did and put together a system that not only works for me, but that I can explain to someone else fairly quickly, fairly easily, and that they could get some, uh, some success pretty quickly with simple tools that are either free or very, very, very low cost. Mm. So a lot of what I'm doing digitally, uh, a lot of it I've got to thank Dr. Hobbs for, even though he never mentioned the word computer, I don't think anywhere <laughs> in, the, in that book. I think it's still in print, but Time Power by Dr. Charles Hobbs, it, just one of the hallmark books in uh, productivity time management. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. And Frank, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I mean, I've got some, my, I've got my notes, which is funny enough, I am taking paper and pen notes uh, as we yes. do this, because that's how it works when I do this. Mm -hmm. And I know everyone else is going to get a lot out of this. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being on. It was a pleasure. Well, now, before we go, where uh, where should people go to find out more about you or, or what you're okay. doing? Okay. Yeah. The one-stop shop, just come over to frankbuck.org. Uh, I've been blogging for 15 years, so all the blog posts are there. Uh, every article I've written, uh, every podcast episode that I've been on, uh, that's all there on the website. When you go there, what I would suggest is right off the bat, uh, get on my email list because I'm going to send you the first thing is going to be the first chapter of my book. We're going to show you how to get your desk link, the, the tickler file and some other paper-based things. And then the second email you'll get will be, here's how to set up Remember the Milk and make it work just the way mine does. And then like once a week, I'm in your inbox every Tuesday with, hey, here's what's new on the blog. And here's what, some neat things that I'm reading lately that I think would be of, of interest to you. I've uh, got, you know, podcast, YouTube channel, but you go right there. That That's your one-stop shop, Frank, uh, frankbuck.org, and uh, we'd love to have you there. Love to have you on the email list. Well, yeah, we will uh, put the link in the uh, show notes along with everything else. And uh, thanks again, Frank. This has been great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real World Productivity Podcast. If you know someone that would enjoy this episode, please grab the link and send it via email, message, or whatever means works best. Now, if you're looking for more ways to increase your productivity, time management, and team building skills, be sure to go to productivity.academy resources to find out what tools, cheat sheets, and services can get you started and make the most impact right now. For those who want to make fast changes and want to save dozens of hours, I highly recommend joining the 14-Day Productivity Foundation Challenge at productivity.academy slash foundation challenge. This 14-day challenge takes minutes per day, but will help you develop or improve your daily review to get more done with less distractions and loss of focus. You'll also get over-the-shoulder directions for setting up an automation to save dozens of hours and the process for deciding what else you should automate and how to do it. And if you're serious about continuous improvement and you know that productivity, time management, and team building will impact every area of your personal and professional life, join us in the Growth Automation Membership. Find out more at productivity.academy slash join.